Hey guys, welcome back to the Boxcast Podcast. I'm a videographer here. My name is Wade. I'm Josh, who is also a videographer, and I'm Gary, <laughs> who yeah. is not, I am not a videographer. <laughs> I'm an audiographer, and uh, yeah, but hey, welcome. Hey, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you too, Gary. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, yeah so today we are talking about, um, kind of. we like to call it like our live streamers toolkit uh, or toolbox tool or box. whatever you know whatever you want to call it. All your favorite things that you bring to a live stream or could enhance your live stream. Yeah, and one disclaimer about this is we're not discussing cameras because we have a camera topic coming up soon we wanted to show you guys all the cool knickknacks and uh, swiss swiss army knives that we have in our kit that maybe you don't know about or maybe can enhance your workflow absolutely and there's a lot that we're going to cover today we've got a lot going on from our favorite wireless setups to anything from run and gun systems that help all the way to audio and and workstations and beyond so I think it'll be good. So what, I, I'm excited to hear Josh's more than I am yours, Wade, because I kind of think I think I could call yours out just by naming two or three items. I'm pretty sure. I'll yeah, get and we have like a podcast brief and stuff. And Josh didn't want to tell us what they were. Right. He wanted to surprise us. He wanted to kind of keep it fresh. So we're, we're excited to see his but with even and, but without even looking at the brief, like yeah. actually looking at the call sheet, I could probably guess yours hands hands down really easily. Yeah. Clemens's on the other hand. Okay, I'm a I get nervous. <laughs> I get excited about things that do more than they say they're supposed to do. So that's kind of a theme of mine. Okay, but like and that that you can use in more ways than one. Okay, so you would say like that gaff tape, but that's you, not one of mine. Gaff tapes. Listen, <laughs> that I've, should be a. Bonus I've held one. a car together with gaff tape. Okay, <laughs> but but so I just want to make this clear: this is not something that you're considering a unitasker. This is something you're considering a multitasker. I would say, yeah, most okay. of the stuff I have. All right, multitask. Well, so, are you guys wanting to round robin this, or you just want to give all three and then move? I think we round robin. Yeah, I think so, we round robin. All right, I'll start it out. Okay. Okay. First thing, I don't want to get the name wrong. Um, it's a wireless intercom system by Hollyland, um, and I'll give you the full name. It's Hollyland Full Duplex Intercom System with four belt packs transmitters or trans that's the full name transceivers that's what it says that's a lot of text. that's a lot of text so a hollyland intercom system is what you guys need to know and it retails for 17.99 okay which may seem like a lot to some people especially if you're just getting started but i know in the past these wireless intercom systems are have always been really really expensive they've been like above ten thousand dollars and josh and i bought one we we bought one like four years ago maybe for i think 800 bucks and it was horrible and it was wired it never it never worked no i'm talking about the first one we had oh yeah yeah we bought a wired one too for 1400 and it was okay but we had to wire everything and when people are far this is let me get into the beef this it's fully wireless. You can have up to four packs plus your controllers. So, like, right. if in this example here, Kevin could have a headset on, us three could all have a pack, and one additional person could have a pack. So, really, okay. five people can talk. Um, and the reason why we like it is just we've never had any interference issues. Really, it's pretty. It never cuts. It's out. super stable. Um, and you, I apparently and it's plug and play because I was just looking up some stats to make sure I could get this right. It is plug and play. Though. I'm excited about this just as much no, as you are. It really is because. It, we took it out of the box, you turn it on, and it just works. So it's like an Apple computer. It literally, yeah, it just works. And it has charging ports on the side. It can go up to 1,000 feet. Now, we haven't tested that, but they give you a little extender, which I'm sure you would need okay. for 1,000 feet. But um, that seems but like this, a lot. You're, you're talking, this is basically a walkie-talkie intercom. Thank you. That's simplifying it. Yes, but it is. It, that's, to, that's exactly to what talk it is. I work to, in small language. Okay. Yes, it's a walkie-talkie intercom. Um, that you could communicate with anyone who's on your production set. Okay. All right. Camera operators, directors, just people who don't even like 
are aren't involved in the production but may need to have oversight and, into things. So I, is it two way communication or one way? It's all way. Yeah, it's two way. So so okay. It's oh all, it's no, all no no way. no. Everybody can have group conversations. But yeah, everyone can talk. Right. Okay. But that's what they, that's that's what they call two way conversation. So you, yep. your operator yeah. and your and the main headsets can speak back and forth. Yep. So there's still there's so it has a microphone system. It has the comes with a he- comes with um, a headphone with a mic. And, and what's the pack look like? Is the it pack really small, is big, pretty or? small. It is probably the size a little smaller than your cell phone. And does I it run at two point four gigahertz, five gigahertz? What, that what's, Gary, I'm not. Are we using answer. like those old cordless telephones that you'd get at Walmart for ninety dollars? <laughs> right. I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah, that I'm not sure. Um, but the one thing, like I said, I do, I do really like about it, and I guess if you're kind of like why. Like, what do you use a wireless intercom system yeah, for? Yeah, that would be my question. Because we, we've kind of been talking about it and we've given you some examples, but to give you a real-life example of what we did the following Friday is we were streaming something, or, or last Friday we were streaming something, and Josh had his headset on, I had my headset on, and then our client had the third headset on. Oh, okay. So our client could kind of hear us, like, change cameras, do stuff, but if they ever wanted to input stuff, or we would ask him, like, hey, how's the live stream look? How's Facebook look? Are people sure. happy? And he's like, everything's great. Everything's good. So it gave us a way to communicate with everyone in the back of the room without whispering. Or, inter- or interrupting, or interrupting anything. Right. Um, and for us, for Josh and I, like, if, if it's just me and him and I have to be on the other side of the room, I can go to the other side of the room and we can still talk and seamlessly change cameras or he can switch to the camera and then I can change yeah. angles. So. What does that mean, Gary? One point two seven two. Yeah, it's right there. It's in the same. It's, in, it's like in the same megahertz range as what your your phones well, would be. We've been in rooms. We've done like college graduations in the event Wade was talking about last weekend, and we've been in rooms stuffed with people on Wi-Fi and on their own cellular connections. Just still never had dropouts. So I just want to give you a head, like give you a thought here. Okay, so if you think about one point seven two megahertz, so think about um, a layers of frequency. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have kilohertz. You have megahertz, you have gigahertz. Okay. Okay. So gigahertz is like your Wi-Fi networks, five, two point four. Megahertz is like usually RF radio signals like this, and then kilohertz um, are a lot smaller than that, so they go further down. Maybe it's short range radio. Right. Right. So in this regard, um, this is that's pretty cool that it's operating in the megahertz band, which means um, it's one point two, so you won't necessarily be interfering with any kind of like legal aspect when it comes to emergency radio because uh, like a lot of microphones from like sure or you know um, sennheiser or anything in that nature they have like they have a range f- that's been bought by the u.s government the fcc oh that you can't operate in like the 500 megahertz range right as an oh idea. really yeah so this runs on 1.72 so you're well below that so you're, oh yeah. that's good to know yeah it's excellent that I means no you won't idea. interfere with any um emergency communication ranges that kind of thing so and that's how big the pack unit is. So it's like a cell phone. Yeah, it is like a cell phone. I mean, it, that's it's smaller than a cell phone. Does it have a rechargeable battery? It's probably as big yeah. as this mouse. Should have just brought one. But yeah, it's probably as big as this mouse. That's cool. I'm it, I'm serious. It does it's really what small. we do, Gary, because we we use them maybe like once a month, maybe twice a month. Right. So it does have. It gives you four USB C charging cables, and there's oh, actually four USB C ports on the side of it. So what we do is we show up to a you gig, can charge your phone, we with plug it. it in, or your laptop, and we literally just plug in all the the packs at once. And just charge them, and all. they charge like what's the Ethernet? Su- what's the quick. Ethernet adapter for? Um, I think that's for the wireless extender. 
Because yeah. they give you a wireless give extender. You more range. They give you an extender for more range, which I yeah. think is how you can get the thousand feet. But we've never used it. You wouldn't have to. We don't you ever have an event that's okay. really that. So, big. in application reasons, you obviously as a small business, you guys were using it to to make sure your your client can communicate with you yep. without interruption. You could probably put this in a house of worship atmosphere really easily 100%. if you have multiple camera locations. Yes. Um, and if you watch the episode with Steven, you if you're using PTZ cameras in some some sense of the word, you wouldn't need that. But um, right. But in this regard, like houses of worship, small business applications, government, would you think maybe that they would fit I, in some I would like say, city council meetings? Or I something? would say any application where you have multiple people running the production. So sports, sports for sure. Mm-hmm. But you also need people to. You know, like if you have a camera operator that is 50, 60 feet away and you're like, hey, I'm going to cut to your shot. Three, two, one. We're on you. Right. Okay. We're off. We're off. You zoom up or zoom up, zoom in, you know, zoom in farther, zoom in farther. Okay. We're taking you go. And then it's like, we're on you. We're on you. Okay. We're off. you. So this is your number one pick. Dude. I, it's been the best thing we've been uh, using. I thought this was his My number one pick. I'm all (laughs) piggybacking (laughs) off of it. You know, I would say compared to the other things I have. Uh, today yes this is your number one all right yeah because i think it's it's Fair gonna enough. be useful for a lot of five to seven years and you can use it for wow, anything pretty dope. So. and it's the and it's not only the most reliable that we've used it's also the least expensive that we've been able and to find, and which is one ne- that more, never happened this is gonna sound like an ad for hollyland another really cool fact about it josh is and gary you can buy another one of those and you can then link them together, and you could have eight yeah, people so you talking can, to each you can other. Increase your your. So if you have capacity, oh yeah. well, we need more than five. Like we need seven, and then you can buy another one, and you can link them. I don't know about after that, but I know you can link two of them. I wonder if you could link more than that. You probably That'd be kind of interesting to know. Yeah. All right. Okay. So okay. the Hollyland wireless intercom transmitters with four belt loop packs. I mean, whatever. The <laughs> yeah, text whatever right? the text. Was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's cool. All right, Josh, you're up. Uh. Okay. It's down here. All right, this is my favorite thing I've had for the past six years. A Boxcaster Pro? <laughs> <laughs> looks like it, doesn't it? It does. Blackmagic's um, uh, Black Video Assist. Video Recorder. Okay, so. All right, there's hold so on. Many We're going to have fighting words here in a second. There's so many great things about this product that I'm so excited about it. <laughs> we can tell. There's you're so like, much about it. You're okay. grinning in your ears. Like First Christmas. of all, let me give the high level overview. If you don't use a video recorder, it's just a dedicated device to record a program output or a higher quality, um, higher bit rate feed from a single camera. Right. Um, it's just dedicated to recording. But the reason I love it is because it does so many other things. Um, it's got a, it's it's actually a beautiful little mini monitor with Six, not three, not one, but six uh, quarter-inch thread mounts, so you can mount it in a lot of different ways. Oh, that's cool. You can obviously flip the monitor depending on what way you need to do it. it. Does it change orientation? Yeah. yeah, it changes orientation. So it's got an accelerometer inside that changes. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's got a... It's, it's, it pops in. All it requires is an SD card, which I like because I don't really use... How like, big can it take? Uh, we, we, put, we, put we put 256. Yeah, we put okay. 256 in it. Um, it records in ProRes Proxy, ProRes uh, LT, and ProRes, and all the other crazy ProRes. All the ProRes out there. Yeah. Um, not only that, so you get a really nice monitor, and you get a video recorder that you can mount just about anywhere. It's really versatile. It's also, um, it's also like a cross converter, which is crazy because they don't advertise it as that. 
but you can go SDI in and HDMI out, or hmm. HDMI in and SDI out, or SDI in and SDI out. It like or loops HDMI out. HDMI in, yeah. HDMI out, yeah. So that's the craziest thing because anytime we run out of cross converters or we just want a cross converter with a monitor on it, we just, just use this. We don't even use it as a recorder. Can okay, so but can you can you do HDMI in, HDMI out, and SDI out at the same time? Have we tried that? Probably. I, I feel like we've maybe tried that and it might work. We might, <laughs> might have to get work. back to it's you. Pretty wild. I will I will try it and I will put I will put a little thing in the video right now that says if yes that works, yes if it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. and you know before what before this video I, drops. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna prerequisite before I get to mine and all the and the rest of your guys is if you are watching this via YouTube or Facebook or you know on our on our Boxcast channel, um, put a comment. Let us know um, if you've used one of these before, and if you like it, any of the yeah, stuff that we suggest. Any of the the stuff thing that... I like about it is we we have taken this with us on creative shoots. We've taken it on live shoots, single cam, multi cam. We've used it like a converter, like I said. I like that I've had this for six, five, six years yeah. now. And I still use it like every day. I, th- I, think I love I'll... stuff like that because it shows it's like longevity. And I think I think to give you guys a real life example again, I'm all about giving you like a real example. Like we have our Canon EOS R here, which only has mini HDMI out. So a lot of times we'll do mini HDMI out into this guy, convert it to SDI, and then run that back to our switcher. Interesting. So it just is like a it's like a converter plus it's a screen. Then it's a bigger screen for if monitor. we have someone running you know our 70 to 200 mm-hmm. and they're zooming in and out like. It it you know I like it too and yeah. it has a headphone okay. jack so riddle me and this. it has a headphone jack Gary. oh look at that yeah. look for the Boom. audio file for the audio you. people yeah okay so I'm going to ask you to compare it if you've ever used um, now I'm going to butcher the name because I always do um, I used to call them Atmos but they're Atomos. definitely not Atmos yeah okay so rival it give me a comparison have you used one of those before I have and I like them too uh, I think this one's a little more affordable. In what sense of the word affordable? Um, like less expensive? <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes I think there Atmos has one for like three hundred, right? But you have to get a solid state drives for it. See, I we, like that this is SD card because we, I I don't mess with SSDs that much. Yeah, we know. We've had long conversations <laughs> about the the fact that you know your production company needs to move to an SSD. I know. But uh, the other thing is, um, I wanted to know is when you buy this, just note that it has. The SDI inputs are mint, like mini SDI. Yeah, there's like a technical name for it. It's like DIN 2.0 or something. Yeah, but it's mini SDI to SDI, so you have to buy one of these adapters. If you're going to use okay. SDI, and it's a battery charger. Yeah, it uses Canon LP6 batteries on the back. So, but they don't run very long. So I always just plug it into power anyway. So it has a DC import. Yeah, yeah, very nice. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I just like that. I like the versatility of it, and I've used it for a long time. Yeah. And um. And honestly, if you if you're doing if you're doing live live video switching, and you just need something to capture that, uh, capture that nice raw recording with, and you don't want to use a capture card. Like I know some people go from their A10 Mini maybe to their computer, but then there's no like secure recording mm-hmm. of it. If mm-hmm. something gets unplugged or the computer breaks down like this won't break down we've recorded on this for like eight hours and it's it it keeps it going, just keeps going. It just so it's a workhorse it's, it's a workhorse work that's yeah. cool i like that all right so okay. something a little cool i think it's like four or five hundred bucks black magic video assist Fair it's enough. the five inch all right and that's it that's mine all right so it's your turn so i guess we'll go to me Beat um, that. <laughs> I totally won't beat that, but I will stay in the same line of uh, the line of family products, though, with Black Magic. 
Um, so, I mean, everybody under their sun, when the pandemic hit last year, um, this product got released, uh, and it was probably one of the most affordable video switchers on the market, still is. And then I think uh, Blackmagic has just systematically overtaken the video switcher market with these. And I, I'm a huge, huge fan of the A10 Mini series. Oh, yeah. Okay. Across the entire board, a- a- even great. when we get to the A10 Mini extremes. You know what they did to the switcher market? Now that you say that, they totally flipped it on its they, on its they side. They democratized man. it. Oh, <laughs> they made it for everyone. Yeah. Well, and see, well, that's the thing, because I mean, if you look at the the television studio, like the 4K TV studios, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we use one here. Um, yeah. In in the in the the production, but like you could only go what was it 1080 uh, 1080i 59.94, and everything you had had to be at that frame rate and at that. Resolution, yeah. and it made it very difficult. And I think ATEM, you know, I think Blackmagic and the ATEM line got very smart by allowing to have that integration of you can use 720p60 and you can go here 1080p30. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Then we can standardize it by either upscaling that or downscaling it based on whatever end, end frame you have. I love it. Our church uses one. We use just a regular ATEM Mini. Um, it's taken me a little bit of time to figure out how to do some like lower third stuff, like putting our lyrics on the bottom of the screen. And but the Luma key is uh in my opinion, is pretty good. Um, Luma, the chroma key in it is pretty decent. Can you explain to the, to the typical person what Luma and chroma, yeah, what you mean by that? The end so um, when you chroma key something, it's chromatic, um, and that means a color spectrum, so it's different colors. So you can chroma key something like blues, greens, purples, oranges, right? You can pull those solid colors out. Mm-hmm. When you Luma key, it's black and white. Yeah. Okay? So what we do in our, yeah, he's going to pull up the switcher here. Um, what we do with our ATEM Mini is we, we run ProPresenter 7 um, into the ATEM Mini via and out of our computer, and then we chroma, I'm sorry, we luma key the background out. So it's, it's a black screen with white words, and we, we luma key the black out. So then that way we can then drag down and mask off whatever we want and put it into a lower third. And I absolutely love it. Um, it takes a little bit. It takes a little bit of time to kind of figure it out. Make sure you get it right. But the saving features on it, uh, I love the soft buttons. That's one of my kick things. Oh too. yeah, I love the it's soft. Very soft. It's very different. It's very different yeah. than what the A10 production studio switchers used to be. Yeah, right? those hard, you know, really plastic buttons. But yeah. I, I really enjoy this. I like the fact that we can run everything right off of the unit itself, or we, of course, you use the accompanying A10 Blackmagic software. But I think this is the most versatile little switcher that you could ever buy mm-hmm. and ever use. Now, the only downsides that I have to it is there's no actual like uh, multi-preview out. Yeah. But you can still do preview and still do program. I've got something for you, too. Ooh. I think you've seen it. I think I've sent it to you. But for people that are maybe using the ATEM or thinking about getting it, and there, and that is a problem. I, I would agree. That's like my mm-hmm. one beef with this thing. There is a monitor that I think FreeWorld came yes, out with I've seen them. where you can actually plug in you all plug four of your, your cameras, cameras, and then they give you outputs. Oh, so yes. you can see all the cameras that you want on the screen, yep. and then they all output back to the But, I mean, that's a little... You're, you're, that's a little much, that's though. That's a little much. Yeah, I think they're $1,000 monitors. Yeah, you know? they're expensive. But that's okay. I mean, if you really need it if in you the really, production really sense, you really need it, then it makes sense yeah. to do Or that. I remember I would tell people in support, um, I would before I saw that monitor, I would say, just go and this is going to sound bad but just try to buy like whatever cameras that are far from you so if it's not your wide shot and it's like a far camera just buy like a hundred hundred fifty dollar monitor like a little one mm-hmm. on uh, amazon or something that has hdmi out 
and just put it on a little tripod right next to your stand so you can just see that camera on a little tripod. Yeah, yeah And that's exactly. another solution. But, well, the but cool I think, thing about that is that it. that's a lot of equipment in the first sense, but the cool yeah. thing about the A10 Mini is that it's just, it's very small, it's yes. portable, it's very easy to set up. It's got recall on it, and I love that. I love the fact that I can go in and restore the previous settings. Yeah, uh, right. I got it. it. The yeah, the and macros that you can build. Yeah, the macros you can build on it. But I have I have volunteers that I have to train on this stuff on a regular basis, and yeah. it's like, hey guys, you know, right click, restore, you're good to go. Here it is. So it makes it easy that way. They if they ever forget or need help, it's right there. Yeah. I just think it's a very versatile piece of equipment. It's, I mean, even even for us, like even if you're at the professional grade level, it's a good backup switcher. So like, say yes. Wade and I get double booked. And there's a bigger event that one of us has to go do, but then Wade gets hired to do a quick one-two PowerPoint presenter. Yeah, you throw switch, this into the mix, and you and then they can do picture and picture with it too. Yeah, and he can just set it on the table and boom. Yeah, the picture and picture is really get, nice, and you, yeah. you're good to go. Uh, it's got uh, it's got a DVE area, it's got a, a DSK area, so you can throw in your graphics, yeah. throw in your your media. You can bring that up with fades. Auto, it's got the auto timers on it, so you just auto time yeah, and it goes yeah. through. I love. I just think for if you're looking at a house of worship or, or you know or some sort of small atmosphere, and you just need something to pull in maybe one or two cameras and your PowerPoint presentation or your pro presenter presentation, this is this is the easiest, simplest method to get into doing. Hundred percent agree with you, Gary. And I think, and again, I know we're talking about these products a lot, but I think it's because you can see we're we're passionate, pretty passionate right? about and we, what we're and using. We like yeah. we like what we use. I always remember the days, obviously, before the A10 Mini and the A10 Mini Pro, where people would be like, I need to do two cameras. And you're like, well, there's like the Roland V1 HD, and then there's the A10 Television Studio, and they're both $1,000. And I, I absolutely love Roland, too, so this is no shade on them. It's just there was nothing below like $1,000 that I felt comfortable recommending until this thing came out for $299. Right. And now it's like, oh, you can do it for 300 bucks. And Church is like, oh, sick. And they you can get... And you, you know, get your video team, effects, you can, audio mixing. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, that's cool. Just, but I mean, but if you go up the line, like if you go to the A10 Mini, um, yeah, they have Pro, a lot, they have a line now that's yeah, all under a, a thousand. Line. Right. Yeah. There's all they go from. Uh, yeah, they get above a thousand after you hit the extremes. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, all right, that's my first one. Let's get your second one. Here, cool. Wade. Okay. We're and I, are all, and I think I know what this good. one is because I like the, I like this second one. Yeah, this one is um, if you guys have never heard of the brand DJI, they make a lot of drones, they make a lot of stabilizers, um, but this one is the DJI Mobile Osmo. I think that's what it's called. Or it might be called Mobile okay, OM so, now. So the mobile, yeah. So I think it's yeah, it's Mobile, mobile OM. OM. Yeah. yeah, but pretty much what it is is it's a stabilizer for your phone. Okay, so it's the cell phone version. Cell phone version. That's so what I'm talking about. Okay, because you're using your cell phone camera. Because I've used yes. the one that's actually got the built-in camera. I I love that, but and it's, that one's crazy. It's discontinued now. Yeah, but it's I like know. there's a DJI Pocket wah, that wah. you could talk about, but I haven't used it. But the mobile version, and and the reason I bring it up too is like obviously not everyone's gonna have the ability to buy a camera, buy a switcher all this stuff so it's like if you're streaming with your phone mm-hmm. or even if you're just recording video with your phone because you're like i just got the new iphone 13 that i use for everything else in my life but i also record content on it get a stabilizer yeah and if you you're gonna one. get one get the dji one or right. DJI. dji um because it just it, i think it just works the best it's it's the, the popular brand name i guess it's like getting a black magic product you're kind of like okay i know this should be good product um, well, DJI makes some solid stuff. I and, mean, between the Ronin and the Phantom Force Threes, Mavics. I mean, they yeah. Make some really and we solid were equipment. we were um, we were at actually Gary's church a couple weeks ago, and I and I thought when I was thinking about this topic and thinking about this product in particular, I'm like, yeah, if Gary ever needed to do his uses mobile phone, 
because his ATEM yeah. switcher broke or something like that. And he's like, I'm just going to go broadcast her app and use the mobile phone. It would be pretty cool to like walk around your church, walk on stage with, with a stabilizer. and have the stabilizer yeah. going. Instead of just a wide phone shot in the back, it's like you're getting really immersed with like everyone there. And again, if, if someone starts singing and you can kind of get close to them, that's like mm-hmm. really bringing people oh, a yeah, part of experience. Sure. As long as the people on stage and the people in the audience don't care that there's a person walking around. Right. Like, well, but, and, and, and as long as, as as the operator, you're just like conscious of the fact that you're always live. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But. And you're not like running off into the bathroom or like you know disappearing, but right. you can do all kinds of fun stuff. Right. Like that. I just think I like I like this I, this pick yeah. of yours because of the fact that it's it's a very unique piece of equipment. Yes. It not only fits a niche, but it has a wide application. And it's 160 bucks, and, and they're not expensive. And again, it has a wide application. If you are a smaller organization and you're like, we just want to record stuff on our phones, it's like get that tripod. out, go outside where it's bright, and just. Just walk yeah. around and record something, and there you go. Hey, you recorded your little exactly. promo for your fundraiser on Saturday. Real quick, it's smooth, and it looks good. Yeah. I remember we used yeah. one of these when I was doing camp filming uh, years ago. Yeah. Oh, I think I yeah. showed you guys the video of this. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, we had these kids. Um, they were doing this large, like, it's activity, and they had to uh, relay race, and they were running paths through um, one of the parks that we were in. And so we had a couple of these cameras set up where they would run and then we'd have a follower and they would follow behind oh, and stabilize yeah. all the way down. It was, it was so yeah. crazy. It was yeah. good. We used to use our old one at weddings and stuff. And it and it, what's crazy is like, I mean, I guess I'm jumping products a little bit, but the stabilization part of it is what makes the shot look good. Oh yeah. That's absolutely. what I'm trying to get at is like smooth. the smooth movement is so much better than you hand holding it or putting it on a little tripod and thinking you're stable. Right. When yeah. it's like you're not, you know. Because right. you can make a better video by having the camera move than a static shot with like a, you know, a $3,000 camera that mm-hmm. just sits there and doesn't move. Yeah. I feel like it's more immersive to take a less expensive camera, aka your iPhone or your phone, and record and have things moving because that's just more interesting to watch. Well, right? didn't you notice that a few years ago, and again, not jumping topics here, but a few years ago with that whole movement thing, um, there were like morning shows and TV stations that stopped doing static imagery and they actually started moving the camera back and forth into the side. Have you noticed that, yeah, that that's become a big now. thing? Like they're following and I mean, can you just be the news anchor like Al Roker's like <laughs> you know, he's like yeah. trying to follow with it. But that's that's because it adds immersion to the video. Keeps and your I, eyes kind of like And the DJI Osmo yeah. does the same thing. Yeah, okay. and it's 100 $159. Yeah, it's dirt so cheap. So it's well, not really It's dirt not dirt cheap, cheap but it but is it's but cheap. it's cheap if the, cheaper than a Ronin. If you want to up your game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Josh. Pick Clements. Okay, I'm going a different direction. Let's talk about internet stuff. Oh, he's got to reach down and pick another thing up. Hold on. I like. He's got show and tell today. I like to grab things and show them. Anyway, uh, this is our uh, mobile hotspot. I was getting ready to say that looks a little awkward, buddy. It's a uh, rabbit a, ears and yeah. everything. I know it. It looks crazy. It looks like oh my gosh, why do you have these giant antennas? All this does for us antennas, antennae, Ant- antennae. All this does for us is it gives us backup internet wherever we go. So this is a hotspot. It's a hotspot, but it's it's more than just a hotspot because it also has Ethernet on it. So it's a hardwired hotspot. Hardwired. hardwired or hotspot. So do you plug that into Wi-Fi the Wi-Fi hotspot. cell tower? Huh? Do you plug that into the cell tower? <laughs> no, you plug it into a device like the Boxcaster, so you can plug into a hardware encoder. But uh, we... that likes to see hardware more, and it's a little more reliable. But yeah, we get a SIM card from Verizon, um, and it's fifty bucks a month to run this hotspot, and it was a hundred dollars on our business plan. 
um, to get yeah. the unit plus fifty dollars a month. Um, but yeah, it saved us a bunch at weddings and stuff. Last, you, last you, week, uh, last Friday, the event Wade was talking well, about, we lost internet from the venue for like two hours, and all they could give us was a Wi-Fi connection, which was like an open Wi-Fi connection, and. Had they not their IT team not fixed it, we would have been good to go for the entire rest of the event. It With was a, this, it was a mayor can It's a mayoral debate. Yeah, that we were doing between With two mayors. With this, though, you With, were this. Using With this, and you were streaming this using the Boxcaster or Boxcaster Pro. Yeah, when we use the Boxcaster, Boxcaster Pro too, just so we don't kill all of our data because I think we get like. 25 gigs or something like that so when we stream yeah when we stream with this the cool thing about the box casters um is you can tell them how low you want the you know video bit rate to go with a lot of encoders you can do that but with you know with the boxes we just put it at two megs 720p 30 and we let it go with the pro and i know this isn't i know it's the box podcast and obviously we're gonna talk about box but i will say with the pro clients are always like this looks so good and i'm like it's at 720p 30 at two megs like it's not even tapped into yeah. its potential of how good it could yeah, look it could, if yeah. you gave us good internet. <laughs> right. So yeah, give us an internet that scenario, but it still looks amazing. The so scenario that's where you're riding on a hotspot, it's really nice to have. Yeah. Wow. And but the hotspot does great. It sometimes it outperforms like you know the networks and churches that will be in. Or well, I think things, I think but... for us the biggest thing is I'm sure a lot of people if you are like independently live streaming stuff. Sure. Or again, even if you're at the same place and you just need a backup, um, it it's when you walk into a venue. You never know what you're going to get. People right. are always like, the internet's great. And then, like, it's not. Or, like, you walk in, like, for when or we do. things have changed. When we do weddings, yeah. When we do, like, weddings, we walk into a church. We have no idea if they have internet, if it's good, if we have a port to plug into. Um, try to, You try to call people ahead of time. They don't answer. So you're just yeah, like. any kind of venue you go Hey, to, any right? kind of venue that's like that. So it's like, you just got to have a backup, especially if you're offering live streaming. And this, this could potentially work even in sports applications, schools, 100%. government entity areas. Yeah. It could work, of worship it could if you're work outside anywhere. doing like it's an outside service or yeah you know, for sporting events for sure yeah absolutely okay and then the biggest question people are going to ask is like well what do i put in it to make it work it's just a cell phone sim card so you, you have, have to run an ethernet cable to the cell tower yes <laughs> yeah. yeah so we have a six thousand foot ethernet cable that we yeah. have a truck that carries around <laughs> okay if you have one i want to we see have it. an intern that walks around and <laughs> he literally just it. walks to the cell tower yeah yeah tyler if you're watching this that's your next there you job go. <laughs> But this is, it's just nice to have. It's nice to walk into a building and be like, and have it option. If something has changed with the network, which happens a lot, especially in enterprise networks, if something's changed, we have this sneaky little trick that we can pull. Well, and we just in case. We've talked about this in the past, in a past episode or two about having backup options. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, this makes sense. Okay. Well, it's cool. It's good to see, man. I like that. It makes me, it makes me have way less nightmares knowing that little, this little, is an Your option. little baby backup internet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. I guess that's my turn then, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Obviously, because I like audio so much, um, I, I'm just a mixing console guy. Mm-hmm. So my second one is, is a mixing console. I'm, a, I'm an X32, M32 um, Behringer wing person. So if you've never actually looked at one of these, I think, Wade, you got your first look at one um, a few weeks ago, and that's the one at our church. Um, they're pretty. Uh, they have all these really cool colors, but outside of that, it's a digital mixing workstation, and there's two reasons why I really enjoy them. One, it simplifies the process for bringing your audio into the console by using Ethernet, right? But two... It really just produces some 
really good results. Um, I've been using these consoles since they came out, the X32, since it was released by Behringer, and the M32 since it was released, and I've played with the, the Behringer Wing a few times. Um, and I just feel like Behringer has a, a, a grip on this market. These are not these are not four thousand, five thousand dollar mixers, right? These are not your personas. These are not the SIs. These are a digital console that's designed for the mid range user. All right. Right. And because of that, um, churches and houses of worship have picked this thing up by the droves, and it's because it's very easy to operate. Um, once you've learned the interface, and, and, and in all fairness, digital mixing with a digital console can have its challenges. Unlike a traditional analog mixer, like what you guys have used in the past, where yeah. you just plug it in, right? You plug everything yeah. into it. And you and, got your knobs, and you go, And boop, you got your one USB done. out, and you got your, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're booping every button. Oh. This, because it's bringing everything in digitally, it's easier to route, it's easier to maintain, it's easier to set up, and it's a lot visual. So you're not actually seeing... Um, with an analog console, you don't see that digital representation visually of what like your EQs or what your frequencies are doing. Yeah. With a digital console, you get that. So you get a response factor and it, and it, the output on it's way better. So I'm a huge X32 fan. I've been one for a long time. And like I said, the, the Behringer wing is probably my, my second closest to this just because it's so cool looking. Yeah. Um, and it does so many really awesome things. I'm not going to get into every little feature, but with our with our church, what we do with it is, and we, obviously we use it for worship, and we use it for all the audio that we need in the house. But I can send recordings off via Dante into maybe Ableton or into a, a, an, a, another DAW like Logic Pro. What did he just say? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Just smile. Yeah. Just smile, smile and, and look not. pretty. Like, smile yeah. and nod. Sure, yes, Gary. Yeah. Dog well, but, but our listeners, our fans, you know, our, <laughs> the people who our, our clients are going to be like, sure. oh, yeah, I totally they know what this. you're talking about. But like, they I can send, do. I can send the audio over Dante, which is over digital, so it's over Ethernet, over another connection, over a network, into another device, pull all that audio, and I can have. Um, an actual template setup to send that into broadcast, right? Or I can have that as a recording template. So I can record channels into it over USB if I wanted to. And I can pull all the raw audio recordings and make my own mixes from a DAW. Um, I have always envied, like, every time I see your mixer, I've always envied it looks like the amount of flexibility and the intensity of it. It looks like it's a lot of fun to use. Oh, it's so cool. It's motorized. So, like, you're pushing buttons. Like, when I first... Yeah, that's fun, too. Yeah. Well, I train people on these consoles. Like, that's kind of my side gig mm-hmm. is I help install these systems digitally and get people and get organizations up and running with them. And so, with that in mind, training people on it, the first reaction is when you start flipping the buttons and the faders start changing. Yeah. They freak out. You're like, what did I break? Yeah. They freak out. I remember you guys said the same thing when oh, you yeah. were over at the church a well, few years yeah. ago. Well, I was going to say, one of the cool things, Gary, um, is you one of, one of the volunteers at the church, she was showing me how, how it works, and I was like, and she was changing scenes to like oh, what yeah. works, and she just, you know, she and, and it was clear that she could just, she figured it out, she had her workflow, and she was like, oh yeah, we're just going to go to scene 11, whatever, and click it, and then all the things like, they switch, moved. mute, do stuff, it's and it's alive. like, and it's it, it was really so. I mean, cool. outside of that cool Christmas tree yeah. factor with all the cool lights, I yeah. mean, at your light guy, right? So, oh, yeah. outside of all the lights, it's just a, a really good functional piece of hardware, and it does an extremely good job at making sure audio is well done. Yeah, and, and it gives you that visual visible representation of what needs to be happening. I just yeah. and I love digital mixing consoles. I don't think I'll ever go back. In fact, everything that's recorded on here for the podcast 
is actually recorded on a digital console, and yeah. that, that's the X18 Air, X18 X Air X18. I forget how they did it. It's X it's Behringer. It's mm-hmm. a littler console. It's a digital mixing console that doesn't have any moving components, but I use an iPad in the software. Is to, the software the same? No, the software's different between oh, the two. Oh, okay. But that's part of the... the does, it feel, does it feel the same? Like, yeah. You know how like, you use the ATEM software and it kind of transfers? Yeah, it feels exactly the same between iPad software from that's the cool. X-Ray 2 to my X-Air. So, and, and, you know, they just, yeah. they're just, in my opinion, they're just really, really good. Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't think I think Behringer's got a grip on this market, and I don't think they're, they're gonna let it. go. Yeah, kind of like how Blackmagic has a grip on the prosumer video switching market. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah. So I all right, it. last round, okay, boys. Last round. We'll get into it. Um. Okay. So the next thing, it's kind of like a combo of items, but we would recommend this stuff all the time in support, um, because we actually just love them and we have a bunch of their products. But any decimator product, which um, we'll put on the screen, but again, if you're listening audio only, they are pretty much decimators the brand. They are bright red, and they have bidirectional converters and scalers. So the one, the ones that we have are, and I'm going to read a really long name again. Another, another long text. The, this is $99. This is the Decimator MDLX HDMI slash SDI bidirectional converter. And I've used these uh, in a lot of applications. Yep. And we'll throw it on the screen, and Josh has got it up here too. But what's awesome about this product in particular for Decimator is, again, it's just it's a bidirectional converter. So you're not just buying SDI to HDMI or HDMI to SDI. You can do either or. You can go HDMI in, SDI out, SDI in, HDMI out. You could also go HDMI in, HDMI out. With this product, Gary, I am like 99% sure, and again, I will say yes or no on the screen, that you can go HDMI in, HDMI and- out, and SDI out. So it's not even just bi-directional, it's multi-bi-directional. It, yes. So you can go like in and out a bunch of different ways. So which, you can pull that feed and, and distribute it however you need to. Yeah. So a lot of times too, like for something like this, um, we might go, again, use like our Canon EOS R, mini HDMI, into HDMI input, go out to like a monitor for our camera app, and then mm-hmm. go SDI all the way back to our switcher. Yeah, um, sending your program feed out. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I like these products, we just never... We never have any weird issues or like when you Don't. plug them in and it just like doesn't work or like um because I mean it's you, another Swiss Army and, and knife again type I know another Swiss Army knife tool yeah. yeah and it's another it's another Swiss Army knife tool and again I know there's other converters and stuff on like Amazon that are cheaper I was just getting ready to say that and they're like yep. these mystery black boxes that just wor- you know, they whatever. might work but like I just in my support days people would be like well I just got this off Amazon it was twenty six bucks and I'm like well that's probably why it's not working like so we always would recommend these the other one. That we that we have, we have two of these actually. Is again, it's three hundred bucks. It is the Decimator MDHX Miniature HDMI slash SDI cross converter with scaling and frame rate conversion. Whole mouthful, pretty much to say it's the same thing with more inputs and outputs, but it can also scale. And if you don't know what scaling is, it pretty much can change your signal. So if you have a because we have our Blackmagic products and pre having scalers in the switchers. It can take, like, let's say we're working with another person and they bring a camera and it can only do 1080i, like 60. Right. We run our switcher at 1080p60. You can plug their camera into this, tell this thing, hey, I want 1080p60 on the output, and it will scale it mm-hmm. to that resolution. Right. Um, now, that's usually what we use it for, but again, same thing. You can go HDMI in, you can go HDMI out, you can, do all you can go a bunch of SDI outs. outs. Yeah. It um, feels like you're using a Game Boy, too. It does. The, the button design. The, I wish the, the screen was a little bit bigger, but yeah. it, it but it still yeah. works. The, the one thing I will note though of these, they are not light. 
They're no, heavy. they're heavy. They yeah. are like paper like bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, it's like picking up a tire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and how in, their product design kind of cracks me up. But I think it's also brilliant. But you can tell, like in the last example we showed, they just had like chalk written on it, like chalk font. Right. And then on this one, they're like, whatever. We'll just we're, we're gonna just put slap a spider a on here, it. and then yeah, we'll do that. But it's actually also very recognizable, which I think is brilliant. Well, on they're their bright part. red, dude. They're so rec- It's so smart to do that. And then when we're going to grab stuff, like everything's black in the production world. Oh yeah. And you can, you know, you're just kind of like sifting through like visually. But we're always grabbing this like very quickly to go set something up. And it's so easy to see. Like yeah. I think it's so smart for them to do that because I'm like I know exactly what I'm looking for. But these are good little tools to have in your in your you know production. Again, belt. back always. to why it's like a tool. You're always going to need like, one when you and don't they're think reliable. About it. Yeah. yeah, and and they're good for like you know if you're working a conference and someone has like their um you know hey I'm going to hook my PC up to your production and like their their PC outputs something really goofy. It's like having one of these is helpful because they just go in, it tells you on the screen, like, oh, I'm what getting resolution I'm getting seven twenty P thirty. And you're like, that's why would a PC yeah. send that? I don't know. But this thing looks eight years old. And it's like, okay, we need to convert this and go up or down right. or whatever. Yeah. So. And it's nice. Oh, all but right. Anyway, enough about decimators. Right. Josh, on to the last one for great, you. That was a great pick. Because that made me think of my recorder as a cross converter, but it definitely doesn't bring in the scaling part yeah. of it. And now we know that Dante is not some random guy in your sound booth that you're passing an <laughs> audio line to. But well, if I, anybody was confused about that, Dante is not a person. Dante's not a friend who sits there and he's eating Chipotle. It's, it's while also not. <laughs> it's also not the restaurant in Cleveland. Dante's uh, not sitting there just munching on some chips, like, buddy. You're like Dante, get back to work. Get back to work, Dante. <laughs> All right, what is this? Uh, okay, another I've, another I've, white box. Another Holland. I've talked about these a thousand Vanna White. I've oh, talked yeah. about these a thousand times before, but they're so useful. We use them. We have a review video on even them, Even when too. we're not using them as a camera line, we love them because we use them for so- other stuff. Are these, um, are these like the portable massage units for your feet, yeah. or what are these? Yeah, they're pretty much. These are the Hollyland uh, Mars oh, 300 Pros. Okay. So they're 400 feet instead of 300 feet, and they're USB-C. Um, Basically, if anybody's curious, like the high-level overview are these are wireless HDMI transmitters. So you don't need to run really, really long HDMI cables, which right. is, one, is never fun to do. Two, their H- long HDMI cables are expensive. And well, after 50 feet, you have to get a repeater inside, and those things don't yeah, work half the time. It's just yeah. a pain. So these, uh, we used the Mars 300, and we reviewed that before. The 300 Pro is, is substantially better. Wade and I did a, a YouTube Tech Tips video on testing it. I think we got almost like 400 meters. Dude, we got distance. so far. I will, again, put, it was the, line put of the video kind of on the screen. Point like the, you can see them. They right? go, can see each other. Go to the BoxCast YouTube channel, and you'll see how far we got. I, I came back, and I was like, how could you still see me? We were so far away, like way past 400 feet. Now, do we recommend going past 400 feet? No, because they don't. But like we were, oh my gosh, we were like six or 700 mm-hmm. feet away, Josh, and they yeah. were working. So we use them for that. We also use them. We use them for camera angles. Now there's a 0.8 second delay, so you can't use them for camera angles where you need things to be perfectly synced. But they work really good for crowd shots, uh, extra scenery that you want to show, things that are kind secondary of secondary like footage. Secondary, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting. And we almost use, like live B-roll, I guess. Yeah, we yeah. actually we used it for the mayor debate, and we used it as like the camera that was for like the audience questions. Yeah, and the audience, and we just lucked out that the audience had masks on, so you <laughs> so couldn't. So it didn't even matter because you couldn't see. So the audio sync didn't look off. Yeah, okay. and, no, it and, just looked like and I'll say this natural. too: we 
for the audio sync conversation, it's it's close enough where if you don't know it's out of sync, you can't really tell. Well, point we, eight seconds. I mean, that's that's well, point eight seconds. Eight hundred milliseconds. I don't think it's, it's that long. It's you have to be staring at it. We've done pro, we've done projects. But I like, wouldn't recommend it. Like I wouldn't use it. At, I almost I wouldn't use once. it as like a super close up. Yeah. Yeah. So is one a receiver and one's a transmitter? Yeah, yep. one's a receiver, one's a transmitter. They run on USB-C, but also the Sony LP, or Sony, um, whatever those batteries are called. So they run on a battery. They run on a Sony, <laughs> ba- a Sony, Sony camcorder battery. The big Sony batteries. Which we use for lights and everything, so they're pretty versatile. Okay. The other cool thing about these, um, we don't just use them for camera angles. If we're on shoots and we just want the client to see like our, our recording feed, we'll hmm. connect the camera to it just so they can always Send a program see. out feed to it? Yeah, we just send the cam- like a single camera feed so they can see they can watch from over there like what we're producing. And where'd you so find these at? Uh, I found them on B and H. B and H photo. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty shocked when I when I ran into it. The last thing I'll say, the other thing that I haven't had the chance to use yet, but will be pretty cool. There's an app. The transmitter sends to the receiver, obviously traditionally, but they also have a downloadable app for any device where you can also monitor the wireless feed. From an iPad, iPhone, anything like that. Oh, I didn't even know giving that. You an, and you can do it simultaneously while you're also sending it to the receiver. So if Wade wanted to watch our program feed from another room and he had the Mars 300 app, right. he'd just pull he out just his pull phone up and, and see in real Mars time, or? no delay. So, yeah. It's pretty slick. I mean, it's versatile. I, again, like I said, I like to... I like to promote things that do sneakily more than one thing. Yeah. And once I realized... I didn't just have to use this for like a uh, a bonus B roll live B roll camera feed, but yeah. also like, oh well, let's just send wireless HDMI to a monitor for our client, or let's just send it to this screen for for something that we're working on. Like it ends up being. I, I could see Gary like where this could be useful too for us is like when when we get back to the office and we're in the studio and mm-hmm. stuff. Like if we have a monitor outside oh, the studio, yeah. you could easily hook this up to hook the main up to camera. The monitor and there, let's hook it up to the monitor, live. and yeah. people will oh, be yeah. like, "Yeah, oh, I can see." Well, that. I can see applications for this in like even a, like a house of worship or oh. Um, and you know, like a small business conference space, like I can see this working well. But wait, there's more. Wait, there's so much more because we love this stuff. It slices, it dices. Now, again, back to a real life example: the non-pro version. So we would just assume the pro version can do this too. But the other, the other Hollyland 300s, which are a little cheaper than these, but you know, get that one or the pro, whatever your budget is. We were able to walk around a whole football stadium on the track. Oh, and yeah. not lose a signal. We have a video on that too. But you were also in line of sight. We were line in line of sight. of sight. That's true. Preface we're, it with that. Per, you are line of we sight. We are line of sight. But we, the distance is incredible. The distance is incredible. Like Josh could mm-hmm. walk around the whole track. So like for sports, if you're doing football and you want a camera on the field, this should work. Right. Right. So this it actually will, it will go through walls. I'm not going to tell you how many because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really tried that, that out. That changes yet. sometimes. I'm but. sure. Well, I mean, concrete versus brick, exactly. drywall versus That's wood, too, metal versus you know stucco, whatever. Hard. No, I just see this as being a good solid replacement for having to run maybe fiber optic line from a cam- traditional camera yeah. into a switcher. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that's how big production systems do it. Like you know ESPN, ABC, right, or, right. They're running huge production trucks with sure. multiple optical feeds, you know, of, of fiber optic lines running from their camera out. Right, right. Um, but of course those those fiber optic lines are running all of their tally systems. It's running all of their intercoms. It's running their camera feeds. It's running their their backup recorders. So it's doing all that stuff. But yeah, okay. 
That's cool. It's cool. And they, they sell non-delay versions that are a little more expensive, not nearly as useful as the fiber optics in that sense. But if you're like, well, I need zero delay, they sell more upgradable versions that are more expensive that you can find that, that that'll do the same that thing. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Like last, last but not least. All right. I'm going to change it up on you. Oh. oh. I am. I I'm wrote one ready. down. So the one I originally wrote down was actually, was actually a digital audio workstation, a doll. Um, not a Dante, but a not doll. a Dante, but a doll. <laughs> okay. Aww. Um, I, I wrote this down just not thinking. I'm like, well, you know, I have favorites. I, I use Ableton a lot and I use Logic Pro a lot. Um, but I'm going to change it up to something that, because I like the Swiss Army knife idea. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of Cinefoil? No. Huh? <laughs> I don't even know. No, I haven't. I, I want to type it in because I need to know. So, yep, Roscoe, Matt, Cinefoil. Um, I figured you guys were all like, yeah, I'm going to give you guys like really cool Swiss Army knife stuff. I'm going to show you this. So this is a reusable, um, th- super thick foil, and it's matte black. Okay. And I have used this for hundreds of different applications. So like, if you have a light system that you need to put barn doors on, to trap the light or okay. kind of mold the light into a specific area. This is a great application for that. Um, I've also used this to like mat out windows. Yeah. Um, tape, you know, take some gaff tape, mat out the window. Yeah. Here's you, this. They're showing you a difference. Fancy lady. Yeah. They're so. showing you what they're doing with it. With okay. The, with a light. Um, but I've used this like taping out windows, put okay. it in windows and tape it so that way it blacks out a window. Um, I've cool. Funny thing is, I've actually used this in strips. As like, like a bread tie for my cables. Really? Yeah. So I've oh. taken a couple of strips, fold them in up, and it gets really thick. And then I've tied my cables off with it. Dude, I could see that being really <laughs> useful, especially like again, if you have a studio and you need to cover a window, or light, you need to pull light down in one area. Like we you could just need use a black light. Here. Yeah, we yeah, could use geez. it in here. We should buy it. But I'm you buy- could like I'm adding it to the cart. <laughs> <laughs> and we're buying something. I mean, it's like it's one of those things where. You don't think about some of the things you would use, right? So some people go out and buy black fabric and just try to tape it in their window. Well, that's like what we're doing with this window. Yeah, we're doing with the window in the back. Yeah. But like, there's, there's just, a, I just like the idea. You said Swiss Army knife stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I have used this cinefoil to actually create gels. So like, oh really? Yeah. So okay. like, if I needed a gel on a light, um, and I needed to attach it, but I didn't have the gel holder. Like I, I folded it up, put it together in a ring, and I put the gel inside. So it's of like it. pretty strong. It's very like it's, it's very like strong. you can structure it. To yeah. Once you crumble it, it stays. It doesn't move. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it's it's really good for that application, and then blocking things out, and of course using them as bread ties for stuff. I've put it on bread before. Like I just twisted my bread. Nice. But we definitely are going to need that in this the studio. Yeah, we probably we should think about getting studio. that here for. But I just think that out of the Swiss Army knife, man, that's awesome. thought process. Cinefoil is probably one of the the coolest outside of gaff tape, right? Yeah. Okay, so gaff tape, we can all probably argue is your number one go-to tool for something yeah. in production. Must have. A must have. A lot have. of gaff tape. A lot of gaff tape. And it's expensive. And but, buy good gaff tape. Right. Like, again, that... From, from gaff. That, yeah, that $4, <laughs> you know, yeah, two-roll yeah. gaff tape that you get on Amazon is trash. Is, yeah, so it's definitely get, trash. if you're not spending like $15 a roll on gaff tape, you're not spending enough. Right. So <laughs> Right. I know a guy who spent $70 on like a six-roll pack. So That's a good deal. That's a great deal. I, was, yeah. I, I, I would do that right now. So I just thought maybe that would be a good mix-up in your production workspace. Cinefoil, yeah. And you can use it for a lot of different applications. Like you need to create a quick bowl in the background of a production on a theater. You need to actually wrap it around something so it ter- turns it black instead of it being blue. 
you have this application. I've seen guys who've actually used this as black background That's what for, I was about for to say. like close up shots and stuff where they just tape it to some, like a board or a piece of uh, plaster board. I'm sorry, poster board, and they put it up behind them. So and it and it works in a lot of different applications for that reasoning. Yeah. I just wanted to see like people using it. Yeah. For so oh, I see it. Yeah. Like, this is how it crumbles up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ch- check this out on YouTube, so, so it you gives can you like see. Some, it gives you like a texture. It can be textured because obviously it's foil. Man, right. that's cool. But I mean, if you can see, like I've seen guys do um, micro micro filming with it. Cool. Um, you know, pin light filming. They've done a lot of lighting. It's used yeah. more in the lighting space in most turns, but it absolutely is. A versatile piece of product, especially when, you, and that's what I used to do it with. Oh, I see. Oh, dang. Yeah, there's your barn door. Cool. There he is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. That's... So, I thought I'd switch it up on you. Thanks. Yeah, I like that, that was a good that surprise, and we learned something. I want to buy that. I'm gonna um, buy this, but <laughs> I like the name too. It's so like straightforward. Yeah, Roscoe Cinefoil. If you're yeah. looking it up online. Yep, so, I'll put it one. on the screen too. Well, friends, I kind of think we've actually hit our limit here. Um, oh, I know yeah. Kevin's getting hungry. I can see it on his face. Yeah, <laughs> probably is. We need more coffee. <laughs> Poor guy. We... Oh, I was going to say, this is the first episode we've ever done without coffee. Well, yes, that's very true. That's I mean, true. we I have, have water coffee. beside us in this area. Yeah, but I have a little coffee down here. But oh. I know, but not a cup on the table. We'll try it sometime. But, um, see if we can make I would, it. I would say too, if you're, again, watching on YouTube or your Facebook or wherever you're watching, uh, definitely comment below and yeah. say like if you have some Swiss Army knife things and explain why you like them if they're you know pros and cons of them put a link yeah like, we would love to learn more again like show us some stuff we've been doing this for like ten years now and I've never heard of Cinefoil till today and we probably can find an application for it so I'm sure you guys out there can tell us something that we've you know yeah. need to look up or learn about absolutely we'd love to have an opportunity yeah. to to be engaged with what you guys are using as well so all right well it's been fun this has been a good episode this is a good episode yeah all right thanks for listening. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.